This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Cool. Do you feel like you ever? Who's this? Dixon. 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 Yeah. Dixon. Yeah. Who's this? This is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're on the Ask Gary V Show with Hassan. Oh, oh, hey Gary, what's up, man? Life is good. Hey, man, how are you? Hey, Hassan, what's up? What's happening? What's going on? Yeah, I'm going good, man. Oh, fucking shit! I can't believe this. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. You, you got oh a question, we're, we're here, we're not going, fuck, don't worry about fuck, God, fuck, right now. Fuck, 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 no, 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 dude, don't do this. Don't do this, don't do this. You're making us look like we're nervous. Don't do this, don't do this. Dixit, Dixit, real quick. What did you think was gonna happen when you put your phone number into Facebook? Oh, I, I just scrolled around the, you know, the comment section, I, I couldn't find my number when I opened it on my laptop. So I was about to type it again, but I don't know. My heart is pumping at 150 rates per minute. How do you know that? Do you have some sort of device on you right now? Uh, oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't figure it out. I, I don't know it's, if it's a day or a night. I'm seeing a call from Gary Vee. Fuck! Dixon, do you have a question? Oh, yeah, I have a question. You know, you know, both of you right now, you know, the combination is like the legend, two legends speaking at a oh time. Oh, my God. So, this guy's very smart. Go ahead, Dixon. Uh, oh. I'm sh- I'm sharing, man. Okay. Don't worry, so we're here. We're been- not let. Unlike comedy, where there's no down. You know, Hassan already told us no like downside or like no. You got to be tight for seconds. Yeah, there's a seconds. lot of lulls going on right minutes. now, Dixit. Dixit, we're our, we're unstop. We're very into lulls. We want long, awkward pauses to build up suspense. So you take your time. Fire away with your question. Oh yeah. So the thing is, I'm an aspiring comedian. I'm writing my own shit right oh, now. Man. And that's the question to Hassan. And uh, I, I just need an advice because you know, someday five years down the line, down the line, I, I want my own Netflix. You know, filling stadiums and stadium around the world. <coughs> so so Dixon, you want you want Netflix. A, a special. You want stadium tours like Kevin Hart shit, right? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And Gary, the, my question for you is, you know, I've been associated with this, you know, best network marketing company uh, in the world. And I want to be a full total a financial freedom in the next five years. Right now I'm 24. I, I want to be financially free by 30. I don't want to work for the rest of my life. Well, you know, Hassan, going to Hassan's going to answer your other question. I'm going to tell you, do not make up arbitrary numbers of financial freedom. The quickest way to not be financially free by 30 is by deciding right now that you want to be financially free by 30. Point. Okay. What you need to do is look every day as a day of like, like Dixit, don't buy a dumb coffee for $4.13 tomorrow. Understood? Yeah. Good. Okay, Hassan? Yeah. So you're quite, you want a Netflix special? You want stadiums, And you want to do stadiums. All right. So I think the bottom line is uh, you wanting to be financially free by 30s. Dude, a lot easier than fucking yeah, doing Yeah, man. Uh, look, man. I, How many people do stadiums at this point? Kevin Hart. Two, three? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's so hard. Two or three, it's tough. Dixon, do you understand that you're asking for obnoxiousness by doing stadiums? No, no, no. You can, you can want no, no, it. I understand. You gotta no, be that no, good. No, no, by the way, by the way. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. I do think it's an obnoxious right, right, right. ass. So, so, so yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta get up on stage as much as possible. You have to be the best in your city, state, country. You gotta be one of the best comedians in the world. So you gotta devote your life to it. Oh, okay. Are you, are okay. you getting up every night? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I've been I've been writing, you know, you know, random thoughts, you know, meeting random people and creating situations in a way that I no, can. No, but are you? But are you, are you getting and on stage? And we gotta talk every about night. these situations you've been creating. <laughs> Go ahead. Are you getting on stage every night, man? 
Uh, oh no, I've just been stage, you know, maximum three times. You know, I, I'm an Indian student. Oh, good, good. You know, have have been here in US since last three months, and and since three months I've been on stage three times. So you know, That's it's a kind of freedom that gives me to go on the stage. So right yeah, now. man, you I'm just do that. everything you can. You got to get up on stage every night, and you got to do multiple sets a night. So that that's it, and record your sets, listen to your sets, make notes. And every single day you got to monitor that and you got to make sure you, you write and or verbally record your thoughts and workshop your material and build your set and make it really, really tight. Dixon, are you, how's it felt on stage the three times you've been on? I, I didn't get you to get it. Can you, can you repeat? Of course. How, how did it feel the first three times? How'd it go? Did it go well? You know, I give you a lot of credit. So many people stay at zero. So I'm, you got me fired up right now that you've done it three times and you've only been in the US for three months. Like you've got me a little excited right now. I was just curious, how did it go? Oh, it, it was amazing. It was a cultural awesome. event. I went on the stage in front of 1,000 people and you know, I have you know, developed a knack, knack where you know, I can come up with the on the spot, you know, uh, topics and on the spot stand up topics which which bursted people to laugh at the first He's time when the I went on the stage. So so you know at, at all at all you know it, this is a gut feeling for me entrepreneurship and uh, stand up comedy. Dixon, I want you to email me at Gary at VaynerMedia, and when you perform in New York, I'm coming. Sure, sure. That's oh crazy. <laughs> I'm coming. Where are you now? Oh, I'm in Arizona, Tempe, Phoenix. I'm a grad student at ASU. Okay, fantastic, man. You Gary at VaynerMedia, send me an email, okay? Yeah, sure, sure. You, you, you can stay at my apartment, man, please. Okay, I'm gonna come to your apartment, I'm gonna stay there. Tyler, book it. All right, Dixon, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Dixon, when you come to New York and you stand up, crazy. I'll be there. Cool, no you problem, basically... you can stay in my apartment. <laughs> He's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dixon is funny. Dude, you do a It's over. No, she's gonna answer It's TV. a wrap. No, please, Jessica. Okay, you... Is this Gary and T-Pain? It is, Jessica! <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, how are you? It's fucking bananas. It is very much bananas. And T-Pain. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jessica, what is your question yeah. for T-Pain? T-Pain is really starting to build momentum on this show. Okay. This, is, <laughs> this is the opportunity <laughs> to strike. So here's my question. It's kind of a twofold question. I'm 38. Young. Single. I've been cleaning houses since I was 11. Hustler. I um, started by cleaning my kids, my friends' bedrooms. Hustler. So they didn't want to fucking do their chores. So I'm like, give me your chore money. I'll clean your fucking room. Here fucking we go. hustler. Lit. I like you yes. a lot. <laughs> so I, I've done that for a long time. I got married. This motherfucker thought it was degrading, so I didn't do it. Did other things. I have my license to cut hair. Um, in September, I was fired from my job. Yep. So I just stepped it up a notch, collecting unemployment. I mean, let's fucking be real. I got bills to pay. Respect. to feed. But on the side, I'm building my cleaning business. Love I have it. a couple here and there. Yep. But the problem is this. I need to clean for these fucking old ladies yep. who oh. don't want to do it. Yep. But they're not on Facebook. And I'm not, I don't want to go knocking door to door like, hey, hi, my <laughs> name is Jay. Because honestly. Why? Because door to door is fun. Oh, T-Pain, I'll tell you that it story. Is, but let me tell you something. In the town that I'm living in, there's a lot what, of motherfuckers what, going door to door. Go ahead. What town are you in? I'm in Danville, Illinois. About all right, first of all, I love this town. If this town is loaded with people going door to door, <laughs> this is my fucking town. I love this town. Like, I, Harrison, wait a minute. Overabundance of girls got T-Pain, I think we found a city. I think we found a city that we're going to garage sale in. Absolutely. It's Caneville, Illinois. I can't go to in Illinois. For sure, there's somebody near you that collects porcelain dolphins. First of all, I've been wanting, Jessica, I've been wanting to do this on the show for a while, and you're 
rawness and hunger has inspired me. You're going to be the first one. One more time. The name of the city? Danville, Illinois. And how far will you travel to clean somebody's house? Give me a radius. Um, I'll go to Indiana. I mean, shit, to be honest. Yeah. My girl lives in St. Louis, and I'm on her LinkedIn. One of her real estate friends messaged me and was like, hey, can you come clean this house? I'm like, fuck it. We get four or five. I got a team. I'll be in fucking St. Louis tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I am so about Jessica, Jessica, what is your what is your social media handles? Give up. Let's T-Pain. You got to get quiet. I know that's hard. I'm chilling. Ready? I'm chilling. Jessica, give Um, me all your get. What do you have a website for this side? You better promote this shit, girl. (laughs) No, that's what I'm working on. I'm. So I'm on Insta. Okay, what's your it's handle? Hair by J. It's hair. Hold on, hold on. Let's hold on, hold on. On Insta, pull it up, Andy. Uh-huh. It, it's hair by J J A I. Okay, see, I needed that clarification. Yeah, yeah, that was, There's a lot yeah, of way to fucking go with J. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta look at it. Hair by J. Let's okay. pull it up for T Pain so he can see it. There might be a couple of them, so you might want to just tap. Well, are you the, are you are you the one are you the one that has 48 followers and you're following 49 people? No, okay. I ain't that bitch. That was okay. <laughs> those are crazy numbers. All right, so spell Wait. So, <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Jay, what? what spell, spell out, <laughs> spell out your Instagram handle. Can you imagine that one decision though? Hey, go like, ahead. H. Okay. Follow this person, but uh, let's spell it, it out. H A I R underscore underscore. Go ahead. B Y. Underscore yep. J A I. Okay, hold on. Oh, you got the All underscore. Right. So you're this one who has 141 followers, 122 following, correct? No. Type it. Okay, just do this. Just do Jessica Custer. J E S S I C A. Hold on. 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 Hold Jessica, spelled J-E-S-S-I-C-A. Yep. Custer, C-U-S-T-E-R, like the general. Yeah, E-E-R. E-R. Like the general. I love this. All right, Jess, is this you? Is this a private account? For sure that's her. Jess, is that you? I don't fucking know. I can't see. So oh I'm following. One fifty six. I'm following three hundred and four people. I have three hundred forty five followers. Jess, you've got to spell your last name for me. Jessica C U S T E R. Yes, like Custer C U S like Sam T like Tom E R. Is there an underscore in between the Jessica and the Custer? It's like five. No. <laughs> I don't know what's going. Okay, on. so then okay, try this. Try this. Oh my God! I'm, I, I'm ready. J A I J A C U S T E R. Yes, no space. Okay, J A I C U S T E R. Correct. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think we might be somewhere. Are you? Are you? Three hundred forty-six followers. Three hundred and four are following you. Well, some motherfucker just followed me. Yes, so yes. This is you, right? Like blonde hair, kissing with the red lips. Well, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I want to get you a T-Pain. Will you follow 
J Custer on Instagram. I think this would be very big. Is that Colin McGregor? No, it is the that third that guy. That Her third picture is not Colin McGregor. <laughs> so Jay, you have to build a bio here and put a URL. You got, you put your got phone number it. here or an email. We are going to get you business right now. So you're telling me, Jay. Jess, yeah. that you are hungry to clean homes and are somewhere in the middle of America. You're willing to travel <laughs> between Illinois and most parts of middle America, correct? Correct. Okay, wait, let's, let, okay, first. T-Pain, I need to, I'm going to do it right, where's first, my First, let's start with changing the joint. Let's change the joint. What do you mean change the joint? Her name? Change the, yeah. You, you Her can, name's you, you good. Can, no, no, it's not. Yes, it is. You can't say you're Guys, passionate about cleaning up. homes and then your first thing is the hair by, by no, Jay. No. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I'm thinking. I'm planning on starting a page for my cleaning for Insta because I Jay, just started. Jess, you it, have too many pages already. Is it clean houses by Jay? Clean houses by Jay. Jessica, I just followed you. Fuck old people by Jay. I don't know. Jay, just keep it Jay Custer. <laughs> Listen to me, Jessica. Keep it Jay Custer. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Where it says woman of faith, mother, entrepreneur. Clean that up to speak about home cleaning entrepreneur. To get your okay. home cleaned, email or call. I don't know how you want to roll or DM me. For? Right? J-A-I. This is amazing. The fact that Jessica Custer is getting followed by T-Pain live here on the Ask Gary V Show is a monumental moment. <laughs> the, Jess, finish this. Jessica, did you think you were going to wake up this morning and T-Pain <laughs> was going to follow you on Instagram? <laughs> No, but I'll tell you what, I woke up this morning and was like, God damn it, I'm fucking getting on that Gary V show. I'm hitting my goddamn number so many fucking times. Jeez. I'm going to drive these son of a bitches crazy. And I knew you were going to fucking call me. She Good made it God. happen. She did. All right. T-Pain is now following her. T-Pain is now following Gary V. What? <laughs> um, and so. Yeah. Yuck it. <laughs> okay. Suck it. Jay. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna get you business. If you have an email, put it in your bio right now. You've gone from 347 followers to 382 followers in the last second. This is gonna get watched over the next 48 hours. That number's gonna be 1,500, maybe 4,000. When T-Pain's gonna probably comment on your next post, so make it good. Make your it life good. is about to change. You're about to clean so many fucking homes, you're not gonna know what to do with yourself. Yeah, if your next post don't have a broom in it, I I'm, don't I'm care. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, Hell Jess, no. listen to me. Listen to me, Jess. Yeah. You've got you've got the haircut photos in the profile, and to T Pain's point, whether it's a broom or something, make your next post. It's fine that it's this. You don't need a home cleaning account. You don't need a home cleaning name. You represent every part of your life. Change the bio up. Make your next post with a home cleaning theme. Take advantage of oh all the God. exposure that you're getting right now. Right. Put a phone number or email there to take advantage. Definitely There's a contacts. ton of people watching this who do not want to clean their home in a 100 <laughs> mile radius of Illinois. <laughs> and I think you're going to get we'll business. I'm being dead serious. And I think we all, listen, here's, Jay, here's what I'll tell you too, too, Jess. Here's what I'll tell you. If anybody's watching this right now and doesn't feel the same vibe as I do, they're not winning. And my vibe is, your price is a good deal to clean the home. That's what I'm talking about. You got that right, because you know what I'm doing? I'm selling fucking time. They can go to their kids' ball games, come home, dishes and shit are done. She fucking so they don't have to it. fucking worry about that. You 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 have uh you've been hurt. I don't agree. I, I feel like she's just hungry as fuck. I get it. I get it. But fuck that Jay. anger. That, listen, listen, TP. I'm being serious. I'm not. I'm. I'm not hurt, and I'm angry I and competitive as fuck. I love. Her. I love her to death. She's like, look, bitch. You, you want this shit? Clean hey Jess. Tonight. Hey Jess. <laughs> I'm gonna give you something else, and don't leave because it's very important. Team, team, uh, T-Pain. Uh, uh, do not leave. Yeah, Nobody. Do not leave. 
<laughs> Jess, I've been I've been collecting your your vibe here, and I want to hear from Team T Pain and T Pain himself. I think there's a substantial debate that you should personally be on the remix of one of the songs from this album because you're spitting real fire and if T-Pain was to put you in a remix, I think it would explode the entire fucking internet. T-Pain? I think you're right. <laughs> because she's coming hard, T-Pain. You, you're, you're fun, but the guest person that facts. comes in needs to come in with a little anger. Hard facts. Yeah, like 2018's about fun and anger. Yeah. You're fun. That was about 60 Jay 40. Custer is angry. about 60 40 right there. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm hungry. And for the longest time, I've worked this job. Why did that scare me? She's hungry, T Pain. <laughs> Jay, Jay, you scared T Pain. Wait, wait. Here's a, wait. T Pain, here's an update from 382. Andy wants a refresh. And she's now at 403. Jesus Christ. She's winning, T-Pain. She is. You're killing it. Jay, you need to hang up on us yeah. and update your profile. Because right now, every though. second you're here fucking around with Gary Vee and T-Pain, you're missing out on business because the following is climbing and there are people with dirty ass homes. There's a lot. There's a lot. I know a bunch of them. Especially out there, right? That's right. <laughs> T-Pain, if you do not put her on the remix, I will die. Uh, this is a brand new song we gotta make. <laughs> I guess. Like, this isn't even a remix. It's called Filthy Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I love you. Thank you for being on the show. Wow. That's a moment. Charlie speaking. Charlie, this is Gary Vee. You're on the Ask Gary Vee show with Tim Ferriss. My man, Gary. What's up, Brian? <laughs> Things are good, Charlie. How are you? Man, life is good. Good, man. What's your question? All right, I got, I got, uh, I need two answers from you guys. One from each of you. You got uh, it. Ooh, how y'all run y'all's businesses? Real quick, you chopped off for a second, Charlie. One more time. I said, what have y'all learned from hip hop that has transformed how y'all run your businesses? I love it. Is that CEO Charlie? Charlie, I didn't, kick, I didn't catch your name. I love it. I'm so glad you're on the call, man. How yeah, are you man. doing? Man, life is good. How's, Never been better. How's Titty Boy? Man, Titty Boy is doing amazing. AKA we had a two great chains deal. for all of you guys that don't know. <laughs> Tim, what is your hip hop story, if at all? I actually not uh, sure I know. Yeah, you know, so uh, believe it or not, uh, I was one of the co-founders of the first hip hop dance troupe at Princeton University. And, <laughs> I'm so excited and, right and now. So this is hip hop dance troupe, so b boying and b girling. Uh, is is my history primarily? So I was listening to you know at the time like Eric B and Rakim and so on. Of course, but uh, the dance troupe, which is still going strong now, I mean more than uh, more than two decades later. So I would say my what what I learned from hip hop is that you know there are certain at least within the dance forms that there are certain techniques and there's certain basic principles. Let's say in top rocking and and. Uh, and footwork and power moves and all of that. So they're, they're basic ingredients, but beyond that, you have the power to improvise and that the the rules are almost meant to be broken. Like if you look at, for instance, Korean b-boys and what they've done in the last 10 years, b-boy pocket, especially if people want to see power moves that'll blow their minds, uh, can keep redefining this genre that is still recognizable as hip hop. And that's part of what's so excite exciting to me about it is that while you have this this recognizability and pattern matching, you still as an individual have so much freedom to create. And that's true in business. That's true in how you decide to 
interact with your loved ones, whatever the rules of engagement might be there. And uh, so I think, it, I think it can be translated to almost every possible area, including, including business, where I make a point of breaking uh, my own rules repeatedly as experiments to see what happens. And I do that in terms of formats in the podcast. I do that in terms of how I communicate with my employees. So I, th I think it's very, very far ranging. Charlie, for me, the, and the, you know, I grew up in a culture in Edison, New Jersey that really embraced it. Like, you know, fifth grade for me was Adidas with no shoelaces. Like I was all about it. <laughs> and so, but here's what's interesting. Everybody told me, you know, our teachers told us in fifth grade in 85 that it's not music. Right, like it was obviously urban and minority. It wasn't, you know, like I, I grew up on MTV when Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson wasn't being played on MTV and like politics had to be played to have him on. So here's what I learned in the 25 years that I've paid attention to it close from afar, close from afar. If you're tried and true, the market will come to you. What is super interesting to me about hip hop is it is now a absolute fundamental pillar of our culture across all genres and it stayed true to itself. It evolved, but the world came to hip hop. Hip hop didn't go to the world. And, and then I realized mm -hmm. as I got older, oh, rock and roll did the same thing. And honestly, that's what happened with me in entrepreneurship. Unlike Timmy, who's incredibly good at girth and super <laughs> smart at things that I'm not, he was a really good student and he'll tell you, he's, you're 40, Tim? Yeah, yeah. 40. And I'm, I'm turned 42 tomorrow. I grew, we grew up in an era, Charlie, that a lot of these kids are not growing up in, which was entrepreneurship wasn't a thing. No. You were judged mm -hmm. by, I went to Mount Ida College, Tim went to Princeton, and that was the judge and the jury when we were 18, 19. Tim was a winner, I was a loser. And, and then to watch Tim break out of the model of what every Princeton kid did, went a very different path, and a lot of cynicism, I'm sure, from the bankers and all the other people oh, yeah. that he went to class with, and I'm sure there was plenty of jokes and, and cynicism behind his back, and now all of those people who are watching right now would a hell of a lot be more excited to be this path than the alternative. Hip hop, let the world come to it, and I think the biggest thing in business is you have a product or service that people don't see, and the other thing Tim and I share is we were there early for a lot of these products that nobody knew in the mass world, we knew in our little subculture, but people didn't know, like ordering an Uber seemed ridiculous, that's why I passed, Tim Smarter, you know, it's, it's you know, or Twitter, luckier, luckier. or Twitter, or all these other things, the world came, when Tim, did, listen, there was a lot of entrepreneurs, Patty Flynn, J JLD, Lewis House, but when Tim did his podcast, I don't know the timing of you and those three, but when Tim did his podcast, it was earlier, things had happened, he wasn't the first, but he was the biggest when he did it. And that was still you know, 24 months earlier than I did it or others did it. And he reaped the benefits of that, right? I've had those moments on, you know, on, on Snapchat or Instagram or things of that nature, like you know, YouTube for sure. By the way, fun fact, there's another video with Tim and I. We're much younger, we're drinking oh, yeah. wine and it's like eight years old. We may have to slice that into oh, the yeah. post-production. Add more hair. Yeah, me too. And so, um, you know, I think I think that um, to Charlie, my answer is: if you believe in your thing, stick with it, and the world will come to you. If you're passionate about cricket protein, this is not a joke, by the way. Now, this is actually something I think is going to work out. If you're passionate about cricket protein, bet the farm on it, 
because if you see it and you understand why you see it, it's gonna be a lot of fun in nine years when we're all eating it and you were mm-hmm. there, not because it's not selling right now. Most of the things that have brought good to Tim and I, because I can definitely speak for myself and I've watched from afar and sometimes close with Tim, people weren't super sure about at the time. We're playing on being historically correct. Hip hop was historically correct. Yeah. That's right. Appreciate it, Charlie. Keep hustling, man. I'm impressed with you. I also love your health transformation, which has been epic. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Hello, this is Chandler. Chandler, this is Gary V on your ass, and you are on the Ask Gary V Show. Hey, how are you doing? Doing really well. Please say hello to my phenomenal guest, John. Hey. John, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I got to tell you guys, you're both uh, idols of mine, so this is all. Sounds like you're a very smart man. Yes, obviously a man of great (laughs) taste. Great, clearly. (laughs) You are a winner. Yeah, it depends on what day you talk to my wife. Chandler, you are a winner. Uh, What can we we help you with? Yeah, so I run a barbecue restaurant in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and you guys are marketing geniuses, both of you. Um, So just, you know, what advice do you have for small guys like me, you know, competing with the big guys out there? John, before you answer that, Chandler, can you give us a little more context? How many years? What kind of revenue? Like, give, give us something to give you a real answer. I mean, we could give real good answers yep. to that question, but here we are, right? Let's go, yep. let's go even right. a little further. Give us a little more context. How long you open? How yeah. much you doing in sales? Sure. So, uh, we started as a food tent uh, a couple years nice. back. Worked our way up to a gas station. Love it. Uh, after that, um, we actually just closed that location to open our next location, which is a real location now, so... Um, yeah, we'll do about a million dollars in sales. Good for you. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we're just, we, we've done a lot of social media stuff to this point, but, you know, it seems like, I don't know. I, it's I, been I, tapped I out. Like we, we, we hit a plateau, yeah, you know what happens. I mean? And I'm, like, we're, we're getting ready to bring a video guy on full time. Uh, Where's your like location? Is there, how, show how, on you, YouTube. How, how you feeling about your location? Our new location is really strong, um, but you know I'm 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 one of those guys like what we're doing now is plenty to make enough money. The problem is is that we're just like I always want more. You know what I mean? I'm always trying to get better. I don't want to get complacent. I really feel like we just hit plateau. Um, How many cars so go by each are. day? What's your traffic count? Uh, the road we're on, you're probably fifteen thousand or so. Okay, so so you're on a road that would qualify for a national franchise. So he's got some good potential based upon the traffic sure. on that road. You know, I'm going to say something. Yeah. I, I think Gary's going to agree with me. You know, we're not in the in the uh, content business. We're not in the restaurant business. You're not in the barbecue business. We're all in the business of creating reactions. When a post mm-hmm. creates a reaction, it works, doesn't it? 100%. When it creates right. no Absolutely, reaction, yeah. it doesn't work. So the post isn't the product. The reaction is the product. The post is the vehicle. To you, barbecue wow, yeah. isn't a product. Barbecue is a vehicle. The product is a reaction. Are people reacting well? Are they sitting up when the food hits the table? Are their feet tapping to the music you're playing? How are your guests reacting to what you're doing? Yeah, everything reaction-wise has been fantastic. You know, they're all my mom's recipes, all homemade. We like to joke she was farm to table before it was hip. Uh, you know, she grew up on a farm in South Georgia. But yeah, I mean, people love the food. So you Tons got a story. Use online. Yeah. So, yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. You have a story, and the most powerful asset to marketing, particularly to millennials these days, is to have a story. Is that story online? Do people know that story? Your mother's recipe? Uh, uh, are you creating curiosity online and in a marketplace to try your mom's recipes? I think we're. 
I'm pro- I'm the I'm the guy that does the marketing. I'm probably dropping the ball on not really hammering home uh, the mom side of the story. Not not only sure. that, you're not hammering home shit because you haven't posted on Instagram in four days. Uh, you are you are right about that. I'm aware, and so to me, you hit a, you know hitting a plateau from a marketing standpoint. Like you as somebody who's got such a great piece of you have food for Instagram. Like, you've been right. given a gift. I'm working with people that have concrete companies, like like fencing, like doorknobs. You have barbecue food in Kentucky. Like, you should be posting right. four times a day on Instagram, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and you're not. So for me, you haven't tapped out anything. You haven't even started. But it's even more than that. Right. I'd, I'd be posting pictures of the smoker, the product smoking, the raw product, You know, making real quality statements in what you're doing. You've got to create curiosity so people want to walk mm-hmm. through the front door and taste it. And Chandler, when you have a baby that ridiculously cute sitting next to you and working on the business, like this is, <laughs> you, you, so you wait a minute, you've got barbecue in Kentucky, which allows you to speak about a lot of things like sports and other things. It doesn't have to always be about the food, right? You could talk about the, the basketball team and things of that nature. The recruits, you think so? You think people like 100%, that kind of side, brother. Side content if like you that? if okay. you literally post and use the hashtag, whoever Kentucky recruited, and I promise you, five of them are superstars, and you use their right. hashtag of those five, I promise you that people are going to discover that because they're clicking that hashtag. Kentucky, bas- Kentucky basketball. It's religion. About it. It is it's religion. religion. So yeah, I absolutely right. do. Like when I look at your Instagram and and great job by Andy here, like pulling up your stuff, like. We haven't even begun here, right? And right. you could do one day just on the beans. One day just on the coleslaw. Like one day just on the beans. Like four right, pieces right. of content just on the beans. Are the beans good? Right. Man, that's so easy to do too. I mean, you're 100% right because it's all made from scratch. So the essence of making stuff from scratch is a story. Chiller, so, are yeah, the beans so, good? I mean, you can see the path there. Yeah, I mean, they're the best fucking beans on the planet. Dude, I love beans. So I gotta tell you something. I'm looking at your page right now. 12 plus hours. And there's a bottom left picture, which I gotta tell you guys, is one who takes professional food pictures. That picture sucks. And the reason why is you're showing little unimportant things. You gotta come in on the meat. You gotta show the juiciness, the thickness of the ribs. You did a good job here on this one. Right? Like, what is yes. that? That's a hush puppy, right? But you're getting closer to the product. You can see the crisp, the flavor. Try to make these right. pictures a little closer. Try to get people to connect. Those are look, okay. What but about, that's almost a little too shit. close. There you go. That's some shit right there. Look right. at the U.S. Air Force. Is there a base nearby? Uh, no, not here. And this, and this post on May 14th, the one that said Happy Mother's Day, right? You know, yep. you, you've got the Mother's Day hashtag, but there's no other hashtags that you used, right? You could have, right. so yeah. like, you gotta get into best practices too. And remember, right, you called in, that means you know me, and I always say, watch sure. what I'm doing, not what, I, what I'm saying, and like, you know that I'm treating my Instagram very differently than you're treating your Instagram, right? Right, yeah. I, mean, I guess I, um, I, I, I guess I just had to double down on, I mean, I'm not, I guess for our market, I'm just not believing in Instagram, but that's probably dumb. So, I mean, we, we not, do a ton not, of Facebook not, advertising and really go into that, but yeah, you know, I mean, it, I, look. Look, it's not about being dumb or not, or it being dumb or not. It's 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 mapping your output to your ambition. You've achieved something what incredible. What do you mean by that? Well, I'll explain. You've achieved something incredible. Most people will never build a business that does a million dollar years in revenue, right? right. And I have no, no a idea. A million plus. Million plus. God bless. <laughs> right? To me, yeah. Yeah, to right. me, I just heard from you. You open this, and let's rewind it. That said, you're still hungry, 
And like, you, right. you, I'm not, listen, you got a little one at home. I'm not telling you how to do your work-life balance. I'm not telling you, you do you. Here's what I can tell you. By looking at your Facebook and YouTube and Instagram in a 2018 environment around food culture that is completely being dominated by consumption online, I don't think your actions are speaking to you being hungry. Okay, so what, um, I, I know your, your answers always do everything, right? Yes to everything, but you know, obviously Instagram, you yes. know, what are the two other things I can do in 2017 to set us up right for 2018? So again, I think, you know, watch what I do and, and not what I say. I think you should be, right. I think you should literally get an intern from a local high school or college if you can't afford it or if you can't afford it or you have a relative. I think they should literally film you every single day and you should put out a piece of content for third, you know, three minute, seven minute, 19 minute video on a day to day basis, Lyle's barbecue day to day, every single day. From those videos, I think you should do four posts on Instagram, seven on Twitter, five on Facebook, and I think you should start a barbecue podcast, Kentucky barbecue podcast, and put out a show once a week on audio. Above and beyond working every day. And taking care of your little guy. If you're as hungry as you fucking say you are. But if you were, then you would have posted and that four day gap wouldn't exist because you posted before the four days. But John, I'm empathetic. He's, Chandler's deemed that, you know, that's not as important. Facebook ads are working better. And Chandler, you know, what's fun to talk to you is you know my spiel, which is like, fine, that's doing better now, but it's also because you're not doing Instagram well. Right, no, absolutely, you're, you're right about that. We, uh, we just need to go back to doing some homework and, and, and get into practicing, you're 100% right. I, I wanna add one more uh, thing if I can for you. If sure. you can increase your guest frequency by one visit a month, that's a 12 to 15% increase in revenue. Right. One visit more per month is 12 to 15%. You need to work on that as well. So you need to have the frequency programs in place. You need to have programs to get people that come midweek back on weekends. People that have a propensity to come on weekends, to come back midweek. You need to work this uh, uh, in a more immediacy type of a way. You've got to increase frequency as well, especially in a market like yours where you can only get too many, so many new customers. You got a lot of barbecue in your area. So, sure, yeah, so, no, absolutely. So sometimes it isn't a question of adding more customers. Sometimes it's a question of adding more customers and more frequency. And that's the right. combo that together will make you much more successful. There's also an insight well, to the well, way John, you... let me ask you this ahead, really fast. Yeah. Really quick. Go ahead. In, in, in restaurant business, you know, pricing is, is key. Now, and I know, like, with us being a fast casual restaurant, John, where do you think the price point needs to be average ticket-wise? Because I'm under the belief that we're... Because we make everything from scratch... We're priced just a little bit higher, and you know we do a lot to try to differentiate ourselves with marketing and and telling stories on Facebook and things. But we're well, going to have to do better, obviously. It sounds like. But what price point do you think, and does that play into it at all? Well, let's say you were st- selling a steak for a uh, 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 half the price of somebody else, and somebody comes right. up to you and says your steak is too expensive. They're not saying sure. it's too expensive because they pay twice the price for a steak someplace else. They're telling you your steak is not worth the price. So I don't think you should ever lower your price. You need to make the statements that provide the value commensurate with that price. So are you saying the things, recipe, spec, our best ribs are the best in the world, the medius, it falls off the bone. You You don't have an absolute value issue. You have a value perception issue. And there's a difference between perceived value and absolute value. Sounds so like Gary. I wouldn't lower your prices. I would build my value statements. I, and what's right. interesting about that advice is there was something in the way that you were communicating about Facebook versus Instagram. 
I would highly recommend you think about branding versus sales. Too many people, sure, no. when they're, right? It's, it's you know, to, well, yeah. it, you know, if that's the case, you, I could just tell that you're a smart enough man to know a shitload of eyeballs are on Instagram. Right, yeah. So, yeah. All, you know, no, so, they are, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say they are. I, I guess I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I'm doing that stupid thing where people, like, justify that it's not happening in their area or, um, but it's happening everywhere else. In the yeah, world, this this whole just, notion that ran through your mind right. that nobody in fucking Lexington, Kentucky right. is on Instagram is ludicrous. You know, honestly, right. what you're doing is you're assuming an excuse, which is worse sure. than making an excuse in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, you don't always, assume anything until you know it. That's what's exciting right. about this environment and the things that you're doing is you can test all of these. And it's not only what you do, it's how you do it, as Gary's saying, to make it more work effectively. But don't make the excuse out of the gate because then you're going to discount your initiative and your effort before you start. It's, it's interesting. Sure. I believe so much in driving people to your... If you've got quality, the cost of acquisition is something that is fascinating to me. So, for example, we're about to do something at Wine Library, my family business. We have a huge gourmet department. I want to continue to build it right. up. And we're about to create something called Free Food Friday. Like, we're gonna give away a fuckload of free food. Like, just like, I don't know, show up between this three hours and we're gonna give you a $20 food gift certificate. And the truth is, the cost of acquisition for us, that $20, because we know our business is so much better than a lot of other people's sure. business, that we can make that ROI positive in a two or three year window. I am fascinated, now look. Can I make that please. work for him? Go I ahead. do exactly the same thing Go in ahead. a different way. Go ahead. If you buy a guest through traditional media, yep. the cost of that guest is typically 40 to $80. Bingo. If you, so let's say your rib dinner costs you $5, food costs, the ribs, yeah. the potato, the platter, the whole thing. I would give out 100 coupons for a free rib dinner to people that have never been there before. No restrictions. So now, Gary walks up to the front door with a coupon. I got a coupon for a free rib dinner. Never been here before. Come on in. First of all, I don't pay till they come. Yep. Second, I'm paying $4.65, not $40 to $60 per each customer. Right. And then here's something that nobody else will tell you. If somebody goes to a restaurant for the first time and has a flawless experience, the statistical likelihood of them doing a second visit is about 40%. They come you back know, a second time and have yeah, a flawless yeah. experience. The statistical likelihood of a third visit is still about 42%. The third time they come, the statistical likelihood of a fourth visit is over 70%. So, wow. you got to market to three visits, not one. Visit one free wow. rib dinner. You sit them down, put yeah. a red napkin on the table, not a white one. Identify them as a first-time customer, connect with them, and work to get them back a second time and a third time. Once they're there the third time, you own them. My man, Holy Chandler, man, the I, red napkin thing is genius. Because, you know, in a fast casual environment, we're not hitting that table. Side, let, me, but let me give you let me give, a napkin that's red on the Chandler, table. Let me Can give I you, detail that go for ahead, him? Go ahead. Okay, so you put a red napkin at the table. Gary sits down, he's eating dinner. Now he's getting his free rib dinner, orders water, costs him nothing. I know he's right. a first time customer because he's got a red napkin. When he's leaving, right. the manager comes to the table, writes on the back of a business card $5 off chicken. Did you like the ribs? Love them. You gotta try my chicken. Come in for the chicken. Now I'm prompting a second visit. Not with a printed coupon, a handwritten yeah. card. Now he comes in yeah. for the second visit, drops the business card on the table. Everybody knows this is a second visit because Red Napkin was the first yep. visit. Second visit, oh you finish gosh, the yeah. meal, you go up, you say, so how was the chicken? It was freaking great. Are you full? Totally stuffed. Man, next time you gotta try my cheesecake. Piece, free piece of cheesecake. Now. 
three visits. Ribs cost Wait, a me pizza? Five, a, pizza? a piece of cheesecake. Oh, I thought a pizza-flavored so, no. cheesecake. So, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. So the rib dinner <laughs> cost me $5. The chicken was yeah. a washout because it right. was a discount. That's right. The cheesecake is $1.35. Right. For about $6, you got three visits out of them with a 70% likelihood of a fourth. Let, that's the way you right. market a restaurant within that, the four walls that, of it. That is, that is, that is, that is huge, right? That's Chandler, why you two are the best. Chandler, let me give you, let me give, listen, let me give you one more for the road, mister. There was a very, want, there was a very interesting <laughs> thing that John said, because I grew up in that environment too. And John's from the traditional marketing world that we grew up in, from pulling from his world. Notice how he said, first time customer, I'll give it to you. Because the traditional retail and bar thing is like, look, it's more, exp- like if you've already got somebody in the funnel, the cost of acquisition for a new buddy is very, very, very powerful. I used to mm-hmm. do that too, but it was tricky, right? Because now some of your old time customers may see that and they've got that angst of, wait a minute, why am I being not treated that way? As a loyal customer, you just want new people. And it's always been a, a friction for us, right? In the re- right? Now, right. I just went to Instagram, right? I typed in Lexington, Kentucky. Got it? Yes, sir. I'm looking at nine posts right now that are top posts and ungodly amounts, unlimited amounts of people's posts that are from Lexington, Kentucky. I went down all the way down and that's from 48 minutes ago. 40 pictures down, 48 minutes ago. Thousands of people are posting right now on Instagram from Lexington, Kentucky. I go to the top nine posts. I click the middle one. It's a nice little cute couple, right? They got 298 likes. Abby, she's got two, she's from somewhere, she's part of a, fater, a sorority it looks like. She has 2,387 followers. There's a triple dot in the top right corner on Instagram. I hit it, it lends me send her a message. I send her a message. Abby, see you in Lexington. We love being part of Lexington. Here's a $20 off coupon, $10 off coupon, free chicken. Only she sees it. You're grabbing somebody who has a big social media profile. You've not hurt any of your loyal customers like me and John had to back in the day. She comes and she posts a picture of the food and creates word of mouth. Now that $5 acquisition created no friction to loyal customers and because she's now media, she amplifies it and you're getting an 80, 500, $4,000 media amplification against your five fucking dollars. And last one thing, don't discount. People get addicted to discounts. They don't get addicted to free. That's right. So give yeah, no, that that's the one thing we've probably done right that we've never wavered on was discounts. I mean, that right. you don't cheapen the product for sure. Well, guys, I, I appreciate this, and I just want to say one thing. You know, when I separated from the Air Force you know, three years ago now, uh, I watched a ton of Bar Rescue and I watched a ton of Gary's content, and you guys and the content you put out really helped me build this business. From literally, we were a tent on the side of the road to now we have our. Uh, a brick and mortar business with very little debt on it and that's something you guys helped me with. So I am eternally grateful and if you're ever in Lexington, first rack of ribs is on me and no red napkin needed. So <laughs> and and, 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 uh, and I'll end with thank you for what you've done for this amazing country that has created a framework for us to be all able to do this. That's right. All right. And uh, if anybody out there, YouTube, Lyle's Barbecue Company, check us out. <laughs> I love a good plug at the end. How do you guys gain that self-belief and self-confidence you know, at the at the start of your career to be so successful, because I mean, in Russ, in your your booklet and your album, you talk about how it's so imperative to be confident and have yeah. self belief to be successful. You want me to tell, like honestly, the truth is you have to be born with it. Or number two, how you can kind of curate it is you run directly headfirst at fear. 
like wildly crazy at fear. Like if you're scared to go on stage, go on stage. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you're going to be less scared. And then do it again. If you're scared to go up to the girl and talk to her, go up to the girl and talk to her. Like, anything you're scared of, you can actually just attack it. And then right, the fear you can just sit there and be like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> just like your song, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that is what I meant. Uh, you know, I think, I think look, I think, here's, here's what, what I legend. think. There's another, there's another thing that I believe, which is parents do it. My mom did it for me. My mom gassed me up so much. Like, I'll never forget being four foot 11, freshman year of high school, like second part of it, like almost into sophomore year, four foot 11 dude in high school, right? Like greasy long Mm -hmm. fucking hair because everybody was mulleting back in 89. (laughs) Yeah. And there was something that happened. I was like, wait a minute. I'm not the best looking guy on earth. Like my mom had me so delusional. Like I thought I was the best at everything. I still weirdly carry that. Like like parents can absolutely do it. Yeah. Born with it, absolutely. Head and fear can do it. Now, yeah, if see, you, but see, in, the, thing, the thing for me is like exactly my parents. I mean, I'm growing from, got an Asian heritage background and what they do is like, they tell us a lot like, oh no, don't do that and don't do this, you know. Like, That's they, why you're scared. Yeah. That's why you're scared. And that and now I'm going to get to the point and you actually made it better. I appreciate you jumped in there cuz you're going to make my point even better. So now we just talked about three things. So cool. You're sitting at home watching Gary Vee and Russ right now and you're like, "Okay, be born with it. Can't do that." Right? Run into mm-hmm. fear. Most people like 99% won't do it. That's why it's called fucking fear, right? <laughs> Number 3. Your parents yeah. could have done it when you were a kid. You're sitting here like, "Cool, but my parents were immigrants and said go to school or my parents were miserable and didn't want me to succeed cuz misery loves company." So now you're sitting okay. here listening to this and saying, "Cool, it's nice that these guys were sitting here, but fuck these three things they came up with." And here's the fourth and the only one that I've ever seen in my eyes happen and it is such a big fucking deal and it's perfect because I love the way these four part of this crew interact with each other and I watched them the other night very carefully on this issue. Here's the fucking answer for all of you of the one thing you can do. Surround yourself with people that gas each other up. Facts. Surround your, the biggest, the only thing you can control is who the fuck you hang out with and if you're hanging out with three kids and they are all like, we're never gonna get out of town, we're never gonna get out of this town, Dude, what are you talking about? You're gonna have a fucking hit song or you're gonna start a startup. You're gonna fucking work at the factory just like the three of us, just like our dads did, and we're all gonna fucking die here. You need to get those fucking people out of your life. You need to, I talk about, I don't talk about it a lot. I talk about cutting your most loser friend, gaining your most. Yeah, I've been doing that ever since watching your show. So you've cut out some friends? Yeah, no, I cut out some friends. Like now, like, I mean, everyone, all my, those, those friends, Back in the day, now like I mean, I'll talk to them here and there, but like per- exactly. they still go out and party and stuff, and they think I'm a loner. But I mean, I'm over here trying That's to do beautiful. my thing, just listening to Russ and then watching you, man. Fuels <laughs> me up. So wait a minute. Now that there's one last part, because we're your virtual friends, and that's right. right. That's right. But yeah. you need to add one or two per- people that are actually physically around you that are in the same spot as you. Right. What me and Russ were 15, 10, 15, 20 years ago. You need to find that person and they're there. So many people, fucking leave a comment right now in the fucking comments on, on Facebook. They're all there. Facts. Man, appreciate it so much, guy. I mean, it's, it's like it's like Boogus to Russ and then D-Rock to you. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's real. Love it. See ya. D-Rock, don't get excited. You're not, my, you're not my best friend, but you're a dear friend, and I love you very much. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.